Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkamoli. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25, 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Episode 161 of the Cannon Fire Podcast coming at you today. This Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady, will battle Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints for a chance to play in the NFC Championship game. For the Buccaneers, may as well be their last chance to knock off this Saints team that has haunted them for almost three seasons. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. It is the game preview show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Evan, are you excited for Sunday? It's hard not to be. Um, I mean, just like you said, uh, the storylines write themselves, right? I mean, it, it, it's reported, not official, but reported that Drew Brees is going to retire at the end of the season. So this is likely the last time he's playing the Bucks, a team that he is tortured um, for how many years? What has he been, been a Saint for 11 years, 12 years? Um, so, you know, it, it's just a team that he has just owned. And then against, you know, uh, Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback of all time. And then not only has Drew Brees individually owned the Bucks, but the Saints as a team have owned the Bucks, especially twice this season. So yeah, it's definitely, um, this one's a biggie. This one's, uh, this is basically the equivalent to the, like the Bucks playing Philly back in the day, you know, yeah. um, so it'll be interesting to see that Bucks team could get over the hump, but it'll be interesting to see if this one can. Yeah. And, and I think it bears repeating um, just the magnitude of this matchup, man. It, it really is for the Bucks, like you had mentioned, just like Philly back in the day. But it is a chance for them to really prove to a lot of people that they are farther than a lot of folks expected them to be at this time of the year. I mean, I know yeah. that when we made predictions at the beginning of the season. We both predicted them 11 and 5, a wild card appearance, but I didn't think they would be one game away from the NFC Championship. And I know that one win in the playoff gets you there, but mm-hmm. at the same time when you put it in that scale, it's just I don't know, it's it's kind yeah. of hard to believe. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and uh so it's interesting and I, I think if they were to win, I think it would stop the people that are calling them you know, like fake kind of yeah. because, you know, you could look at it and say, well, you know, they beat up, they've won four straight games that are in the regular season all against lesser teams aren't in the playoffs. They've beaten one playoff team, which is the Packers. Um, and then their, their one playoff win was against the seven and nine Washington football team, which is fair, you know, it's valid points. But I think if you were to beat this saints team in their house to end Drew Brees' career, that would give you some much needed respect. Even if you go out and lose the NFC championship game, 
I think people would really start to respect you anyway. So Absolutely. And one of the more important things I think bears repeating is that both of these teams are vastly different uh, than any other time they met this past season. Week one, obviously, both of these teams are going to be different. Week nine, it's a lot different. Uh, the Buccaneers offense is firing on all cylinders, averaging mm-hmm. 500 yards a game over their last four games, which is pretty so, damn impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Antonio Brown has scored a touchdown in the last, what, four games? Four yeah. straight? Um, so if, if I wanted to bet on Antonio Brown scoring a touchdown, where where could I go to do that? I am glad you asked. We actually talked about some of the prop bets this weekend before the game, and one of the best places to go is our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. It is the divisional week. You got a lot of really good matchups this weekend. The Packers and the Rams going at it. The Chiefs and Cleveland. Cleveland, the Browns, of all teams, trying to play the upset to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the powerhouse that is Kansas City. But if you got a good feeling about any of those teams, well, you can go check out BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Support for CFP is also brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Sometimes it's tough going down below the belt. You can't always see down there. You're dealing with razors. It gets awkward. You've got the mirror, depending on your preference. Sometimes you have to work the lighting to really make sure you're seeing everything. It kind of sucks, you know what I mean? But that's exactly why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineer team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off on their website and free shipping with the code CANON20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code CANON20. As I said before, it is our weekly game preview episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen usually kick things off by going over the injury report. That's exactly what we're going to do here today. So for the Buccaneers and the Saints, both of them kind of lengthy list, but for the Bucs, they're going in relatively healthy to this matchup. They got a couple of big players back at practice today, and we'll talk about those right here, right now. First up, safety Andrew Adams, not injury related, did not participate on Thursday. He did practice on Wednesday, so could be a vet day, right? Um. Uh, yeah, I would, I would assume so. I mean, <laughs> Not injury related. Obviously, doesn't really matter in the long run. So, I mean, he should be good to dress if he's going to dress on Sunday. Right guard Alex Kappa with that ankle injury did not participate. He's not going to be playing this week. And, uh, you know, he's an not going to be playing line, for a while. Yeah, an interesting storyline out of that as well. Uh, right guard Aaron Stinney got the nod to start over a guy like Ted Larson, who we had talked about a little bit on Monday's show. But what do you think of that move and how much do you trust Aaron Stinney? Well, Stinney's, like I said, he's the best option that they have. And I, I think that's sort of what Arians described it as as well. Um, is he a great option? No. I think you would like a guy that you can really rely on. And unfortunately, uh, I think that guy would be moving Ryan Jensen to guard and having A.Q. Shipley at center. But with A.Q. Shipley's career and injury, you can't do that. So I think that would be the best case scenario. 
Um, but unfortunately, you can't do that. So uh, I think for for the circumstances, this is the right move, and I think it's probably the best move that they could do. So hopefully, Stinney, you know, steps up, and then you know after that, they're going to need him to step up again if they win, and then again. So he's got to step up, you know, three times in a row. He's going to have to answer the answer the bell. So. Absolutely. Next up on the list, cornerback Carlton Davis with that groin injury. He was limited at practice on Thursday. Wide receiver Mike Evans with a knee injury was also limited at practice. And wide receiver Chris Godwin with a hip slash quad injury were all limited at practice. I got a feeling all three of those guys are going to go as well. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. They're going. Now, the next guy that we have on the list returned to practice today. A lot of good news for Bucks fans who are interested to see how this guy looks in the postseason. It is running back Ronald Jones off of that finger. And then the quad injury that he had pregame of the Washington game, something that nagged him during practice that week, maybe tweaked something pregame, didn't feel right, and they didn't feel good letting him go, which was ultimately a good decision because the Bucks came out victorious. But he's looking to get his this week. So he was limited at practice today. And um, I had seen some like iffy things on on uh, on the quantity that he had done at practice today. But what have you heard about Ronald Jones? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he did a whole lot, but he was out there. So it's a positive sign. Um, Wednesday, he was not practicing. So, I mean, it's progress. So we'll see. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, we'll see if he practices at all on Friday. That will be a telling sign. Um, if he doesn't practice, if he gets downgraded, they, he's probably out. Um, in which case, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette will have to step up again. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, a few seconds, actually, the Bucks have another running back who's getting healthy. So, um, you know, that's what will happen. But we'll see if he practices on Friday. Absolutely. Running back LaShawn McCoy with an illness is full participation. He's bouncing back and he should be ready to go. Now, here's a situation that I had got today. Um, I mean, all three of these guys would dress in the hypothetical situation, but it all comes down to who you would give the carries to. If Ronald Jones cannot go for whatever reason, obviously the Bucks are probably going to have some faith in Leonard Fournette carrying the load. But who's your third down back? Keyshawn Vaughn or Shady? I would go with Shady. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, sometimes I would keep Leonard Fournette in all three downs at, at times, and they did that last week. Um, but I would go with Shady McCoy. He's been there. He's done that. He's been in the playoffs multiple times. I know he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he was on the Super Bowl team with the Chiefs last year. So, um, he doesn't, I have mean, those, just, uh, doesn't have those ugly rookie mistakes kind of tainting his record these past few weeks either. Yeah, I mean, he holds the ball like it's a bread basket. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... You know, he, he's not – I think you can trust him enough to not do that, not fumble. Now watch, he'll go out there and he'll – you know, it's a lock. You know, if you want to place a bet, go ahead. Um, so um, I, I would personally go with LaShawn McCoy there. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see just Leonard Fournette just play all three downs a lot, especially if he's having success like he did against Washington. Absolutely. Defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter with a calf injury did not practice. He's a guy who missed the game last week, so I don't know if we'll see him this yeah, Sunday. I, I doubt it. And the last guy for the Buccaneers, outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul, with that knee injury, he did not practice on Thursday. Yeah, now he didn't practice on Wednesday either. And some people were asking me that, but I it was concerned last week because it never happened before. But that was last week where he didn't practice really until what the last day you could. So we'll see if he practices at all to Friday. Um, but he still played in that game, so we know he's not healthy. We've talked about it here. Um, people think this is a Jason Pierre-Paul Heat podcast. It is not. <laughs> oh, my um, God, dude. We, 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 we got a lot of comments about how we don't have any respect for JPD. We, 
we have the utmost respect for Jason Pierre-Paul and, and lo- love what he does as a player, but we're just being honest. Um, we're not going to, you know, feed you smoke. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the knee's clearly bothering him, uh, but, you know, I, he's not going to miss the game. So Yeah, um, it's just playoff conditioning at this point. I mean, you look at his schedule last week, I feel like as long as the Buccaneers are in the postseason, that's going to yeah. be what his weekly schedule yeah. looks like. Yeah, and, and uh, another thing for Jeremiah Ledbetter really fast, uh, the Bucks are getting Steve McClendon back, so he's activated off the COVID list. So he, I believe he, he's back. So that, that'll be a with Ledbetter out, but you're getting McClendon back, so. Absolutely. Now let's go over the Saints injury report. There isn't quite as long, but a couple of big names on there. Offensive tackle Teron Armstead with an elbow injury. He was limited on Thursday. Tight end Jared Cook with a back limited participation on Thursday. Defensive end Trey Hendrickson with a neck injury was limited. Quarterback Taysom Hill with a knee injury did not participate. I'll be blunt. Do you think Taysom Hill plays on Sunday? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the extent of the injury, but I didn't think it was anything serious until like I just noticed today that he didn't participate yesterday or today. I was like, OK, I, I know like, people have so. been asking questions for a couple of days and I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I didn't know the full extent of the injury, but I figured if people were asking, you know, the day after and then here we are on Thursday, he still is yet to practice. I, I think it we'll still see. is an interesting story. If, if he does, if he doesn't practice at all, if he's limited on Friday, I'll say he plays. If he doesn't practice, I'll say he doesn't play. Yeah. And, and I mean. Which would be big because the Saints yeah. use him an awful ton. That That's exactly why we bring it up. And I guess that's why we're having the conversation now is because, you know, it is kind of a question mark. But mm-hmm. you're talking about the absence of Taysom Hill. That is one third of their entire offense. And I'll be honest with you. You get Taysom, more arm strength than Drew Brees. So. You get Taysom Hill out of the equation. I, I think it makes getting uh, getting some consistent pressure on Drew Brees a lot easier to do. Yeah, well, I mean, they run that stupid package with Hill. So, yeah. He's just like a player, I think. He's just one of those guys that probably every NFL fan base hates except for this, the one team, <laughs> right? Like I feel like – and the one team is the team he plays for. Like I feel like that's always going to be the case. There's certain players like that. I mean, you know, there there's certain players all around the league that are like that. Uh, you could have probably look on almost every team that there's a guy that most of the fan base hates. But – most of those guys are on the Saints. Like, you got Michael Thomas, uh, Cam Jordan, and then Taysom Hill, which Taysom Hill isn't like a douche, but it's just, I think people are just annoyed by him. No, he's, like, he's a, a douche. You know, I can tell you by uh, looking at him, the way he celebrates in the end zone, that stupid ass like, smile on his face. I hate that guy. I cannot stand <laughs> that guy. I hate the Saints and the organization and all of their fans, but. I just I really have a special place in the bottom of my heart for Taysom Hill. I don't know what it is, but I God, I hate that guy. So hopefully mm. he doesn't play, but it'll be interesting and a storyline to monitor throughout the rest of the week. Running back Latavius Murray with a quad injury did not practice and cornerback Patrick Robinson with a hammy did not practice today either. So there is your Saints injury report. Latavius Murray's kind of a big part of their offense too. So if he yeah. can't go, that would be interesting. He's another guy I didn't realize was hurt. So um I want to look at Trey Hendrickson because he didn't play last week. So I was really hoping he wasn't going to play this week because he has given the Bucks fits. I think that dude has 13 and a half sacks this year and he's going to be a free agent. Like he's going to get paid. He won't be on New Orleans next year. Um because they they can't pay him, but he's going to get paid by somebody. Um and uh I was hoping he's not going to play. Apparently, it's like a it says neck, but it's like a stinger, so he'll probably play. He might be a little limited, but um, yeah, he'll probably suit up. 
So there it is, your ins and outs for this week, your latest injury report. Obviously, they still have one more that drops on Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, I wouldn't expect any drastic changes, but definitely a couple of situations to keep an eye on. So let's go ahead and get into our game preview here. And I want to talk about the defense first because mm. I feel like everybody got a kinda... change of pace here. Yeah, I guess. Right. Flipping the script on you. I feel like everybody knows the expectations for the offense at this point. Like, I don't know what else we can talk about that they need to come out and do that maybe people haven't heard before. But we'll save that for the second half of the preview. Let's talk about the defense first. And for both sides of the ball in this game, these teams are pretty well uh, accustomed to each other. They're definitely familiar with each other. They got a lot of film on each other. On the defensive side of the ball, I want to say the game plan is simple here. Everybody is saying the same thing. Everywhere you look, all of these couch GMs are saying the same damn thing. For the defense, man defense, play physical at the line of scrimmage, and do your damnedest to pressure Drew Brees. Well, let's start things off and talk about pressure, which was kind of a hot topic coming out of the win against Washington. You're getting Devin White back, which is the heart and soul of the blitz on this Buccaneers defense. Uh-huh. Pressure is going to have to come on the blitz, and it's going to start with number 45. How big of an addition is that to come back into this week? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's obvious, right? I think uh, that's, you know, it, he's got, what, nine and a half sacks? I mean, you know, this, this dude, uh, they definitely missed him. And, you know, they, they, he is a leader. I mean, he's got the green dot for a reason. Um, so they definitely missed a guy like him. I mean, the only thing is, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season against the Blitz. I think his pass rating is, like, second in the league against the Blitz. So I'm just not sure. Like, they're just, like, almost with the, you know, when we talk about the offense, it's the same thing. It's the same thing we've tr- been trying to preach, and some shows don't preach it. We do. Um, yeah, they got to get pressure with four guys. They, you know... That's how you beat Drew Brees. You don't beat him by blitzing a ton. You can blitz some, but like you don't beat him by just constantly blitzing. Because he's gonna shred you apart because they have that they don't push the ball downfield. They don't. Like, you know, they they're not a team that's gonna go vertical. They're lot, they're not gonna peel the top off of this defense. No, like I mean, well, they might unless Taysom Hill's I back there, they'll try. Well, I didn't I didn't I didn't think Washington was going to either, and they almost did a few times, so um but I mean, I mean, you know, like, I, I, Michael Thomas. Yeah, everybody calls him Slant Boy. There, there's a reason. Like, he's not. You don't see him running streaks or goes. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders maybe once in a while, um, but it just there's there's not a ton there, um, and I just don't think that they're they're really a threat to to go deep. So, you know, when when you're holding the ball like that. That's when you can get oh, there on the blitz. But when Breeze is getting the ball out quick, the blitz just leads the man wide open, you know. And, um, and he's going to hit that open man nine times. Yeah, he time. is. Yeah, he, I mean, he's still he, – he's, yes, he's lost a step, but he's still very good. Like, he's still Drew Brees. Um, so Pro Football Focus had put out a tweet. It said, Tom Brady leads the NFL with a 9.8 yard average depth of target, okay, which is basically your target, how far down the field is he? Like, how far are you throwing the ball? And Drew Brees has the shortest in the NFL at 6.7 yards on average. So that means that, like, you know, they're dinking and dunking, but it's working. Because they're, they're able to miss tackles, um, and that's something big. Devin White and Levante David, they're going to have to tackle in this game. Uh, that's something that, you know, I think that Devin White could help with with the speed that Minter probably couldn't. So it's a welcome addition. Trust me, it is. 
Um, but they're going to have to be smart about exactly how they use him. I did want to bring up a, a quote from Todd Bowles here, which I thought was a pretty good one. I at first didn't think it was real, but it is. Um, uh, this is from Evan Winter tweeted this, so credit to Evan Winter. Um, guy's name Evan, man. I just, you know, gotta love him. Uh, it says, uh, you know, Bucks defensive coordinator Todd Bowles on this week's matchup with the Saints, and it puts in quotes, we're going to go in with guns blazing. Uh, what does that tell you? To me, that tells me that they're going to blitz. <laughs> um, that's, you know. But the other thing, Arians hinted, I think you're going to see man coverage. You know, to, to end my little spiel here, I think you're going to see a lot more man coverage. And it sounds like they've really, like they've really learned from, you know, from, from that Monday, uh, Monday night, the, the Sunday night game. And I went back and last night I rewatched um, the week one game. And I, I watched the, the first half last night. And I think I'll probably watch the second half tonight. But um, the defense, I thought, played well. Um, there was... There was a penalty that gave the Saints an extended drive uh, that led to an Alvin Kamara touchdown. Uh, the Bucks dropped two interceptions. Um, yeah, I, I thought the defense played well, and they were playing a lot of press man. So, obviously, they were completely healthy. They had Vita Vea. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought they played well. So, it, it's a big key to get Devin White back, though. Yeah, absolutely. Now, another thing for I, this. I covered everything there. Almost. Yeah, Sheesh. there you go. One more thing <laughs> I want to talk about for this Bucks defense, and I guess it applies to both sides of the ball as we kind of start to transition here. But let's meet at a mutual point. Something that needs to be discussed is the mental game, because that is always a factor when not only are you playing a division opponent, but whenever you're playing the goddamn Saints. OK, mm-hmm. uh, it is something that has eaten Tampa Bay alive, and we have said it before every single matchup with this team for the past two and a half seasons win the mental game do not let them get in your heads and for the bucks it's kind of unfortunate because it's almost like new orleans has a head start on getting in their heads right every time they play it happens a little bit sooner than you expect you're going to be looking at guys like uh, chauncey gardner johnson really jaunted people trying to get guys ejected he got somebody ejected last week in their playoff game against chicago they're gonna have to keep their guard up and they're gonna have to play level-headed because that's how you beat this team at the end of the day yeah, I mean, we've said it here on the show a lot. They're in the Bucks' heads. I mean, they just are. Um, there's not really a way that you can say they aren't. I don't, you know. Uh, yeah, the I, Saints... I guess, I mean, we get called fake fans for saying that the Saints are in their head. And, I mean, when you're, you know, 0-5 against the team in yeah. your last five meetings, it's hard to say anything otherwise, folks. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> we, we addressed it on the Monday show, and we're kind of addressing it a little bit here. We're eventually going to talk about how, yeah, the Bucks still have a chance to win this game. It's not like all hope is lost because, yeah. as of right now, um, they're behind in the mental game. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, you know, the Saints are coming into this game completely confident. And why shouldn't they be? Why shouldn't the, the Saints be confident? Because the Bucks have shown no evidence that they can beat this team, right? Of those, the, uh, the 0 and 5, right? Five straight losses. Only one game has been uh, um, within one score. One game. And that's the only game that was within, it was in single digits. The rest of the games are wins by the Saints by double digits. That was the one game was week five last year. It was a 31 to 24 win for the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater was in. And guess what? The Bucs scored a touchdown with Chris Godwin with basically no time left in garbage time. So that game was 31 to 17. That was a double digit, right? But the Bucs scored a touchdown with no time left to make it seven points. 
This Saints team has owned the Bucks. Completely owned the Bucks. I'm sorry. I love Mike Evans. Mike Evans gets owned by Marshawn Lattimore. If he gets owned by Marshawn Lattimore on Sunday, the Bucks will not be playing football anymore this season. Like they need to to come out here and they need to have a performance. Like they haven't shown you, right? And that's why I know a lot of people are hesitant to pick Tampa. Um, you know, there, there are some picking the Bucks, but you know, it's just the, the Saints for some reason. One, they're they're a good team. I mean, it's not like the Saints are this bad team. They're you know. How many straight years have they won the NFC South? Three or four straight, I think, something like that. Um, they're a good organization. They have good players. It's but a lot also, of homegrown talent. Their entire offensive line absolutely. is all draft picks. Yeah, they, they don't they don't go out and sign the biggest free agents or you know or do that. They've built through the draft really. You know, they used to go out and try and get the the big free agents when they weren't really drafting well and see how that got them. You know, that got them to a lot of there was I think what was there, two or three years straight that they went seven and nine. Uh, I mean, and then they started the draft well. They got Alvin Kamara, they got Michael Thomas, they got Marshawn Lattimore, Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, you know, Cam Jordan continued to develop, Brian Ramchick on the offensive line, uh, Eric McCoy on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, there's so much talent there. And they finally accumulated it all. And, and they're just yeah, they're in the Bucks' heads. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but the Bucks need to get the Saints out of their heads. I, I, like I said, I don't know how. I, I can't. If you ask me how, I can't. I don't have an answer, right? You just have to focus on one goal and win, right? Just use it as motivation almost. Say, like, you know, these guys, last time they embarrassed you. That was embarrassing. That was one of the more, most embarrassing losses, but Bucks losses in recent memory. Right? I think one so of the most Sunday embarrassing losses out of the entire 2020 NFL season for any team. Yeah, exactly. 2020. Yeah, I mean, there's been a ton of like big time like blowouts, but this was a game between two teams that were basically fighting for the division at the time. And I said, like, if the Saints won, they were going to win the division. I thought whoever won that game was winning the South. And it's Sunday Night Football, your house, Raymond James Stadium, and you get embarrassed. You get steamrolled. That's that's embarrassing, right? So that's going to be the motivation. That's why I think this game's a lot closer this time. It's it's definitely going to be a lot closer. I think it's going to be one score, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, this game is going to be close. The Bucks are not. I don't. I don't really think the Bucks are going to get blown out in this game because they trust me. They've been remembering that remembering that Saints game since it happened. Yeah. Right. Even with the wins or whatever and the good times, they still remember what the Saints did to them. And then that post game, you know, the, the locker room celebration and stuff like that that the Saints got fined for. That was embarrassing because it happened in your locker room yeah. like that's embarrassing. So every single player and every single coach has certainly remembered that. It's 2021. People can acquire self-driving cars, eat burgers made out of plants, even fly to space and rocket ships if they have the money for it. So if you could do all this futuristic stuff today, the very least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan or device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. Yeah. I think one more thing to remember here, and we're not going to spend too much time breaking it down. I think it's just an interesting stat to throw out. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think history favors the Bucs. I'm pretty sure that a lot of the teams 
in playoff history that have been swept by a team during the regular season 100% of the time go on to win that third matchup. And obviously the Bucs are still yet to be determined. But when you look at history and how things play out, I think it's like 4-0 and or 5-0 and since those games have happened over the last 50 years. No, unfortunately, that's not true. Um, what is the record that I'm thinking of then? Because there is a mat, there, there is a, a record, and I don't really expect you to pull it out of your ass here. But I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm okay. really not. All right. Sure, well, then but... forget forget I said anything, folks. So All right. Don't even the, worry the, about it. The thing is, when when a team a team that sweeps its opponent in the regular season and then they meet in the playoffs, it's happened 32 times, and of the 32 times, I believe 20 times. The team has been a clean sweep. See, the team I has hate won that you. Straight. I hate that I told you. You know, I don't expect you to pull this out of your ass, and then you just pull it out of your ass. Um, all right. Well, well I, I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 three. So only so twenty times, I believe. I, I'm this could be off, but it's it's pretty close to the right numbers. Twenty times the team that's won the twice has just won again. Yeah, and then only twelve times the team. The most recent one was, I believe. The Cowboys had beaten the Giants twice in 2007. The Cowboys beat the Giants twice in the regular season in 2007, and then the Giants beat the Cowboys in 2007 in the playoffs to go to the next round. After defeating the Bucks, I think it was Bucks. The Giants beat the Bucks, yep. then the Giants beat the Cowboys, and, the, and then the Cowboys had beaten the Giants twice. So that's the last time it happened in, in recent memory. Okay. Well. Uh... Thanks for cleaning that up for me. I guess you know. God forbid I try to. I know it's. I know it's. It's a depressing stat now. Uh, I guess, dude. I was feeling one way about it. Now I'm feeling another. I guess in the future I just got to start writing those things down if I'm gonna up and say them during the show. But alas, let's go ahead and move on really quickly before we talk about this offense. I want to remind everybody that uh, too much of anything is usually bad, but too much sports is barely enough. With that in mind, say hello to January 2021 from an expanded NFL playoff. The college football championship, which was just played on Monday, and I picked Bama by 10. They went out there and won by 30, damn it. <laughs> I was thinking of that when you said <laughs> Bama by 10. I was like, ooh. They also got the return of the NBA and your Stanley Cup champions back in action. They absolutely clobbered Chicago to open up the NHL season. It is a great month to be a sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to add some excitement to the games you know and love, then it's the perfect time to check out my bookie. They'll hook you up with a 50% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks when you sign up, and they'll keep the good times rolling with giveaways, free bets, and huge contests all year long. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code CANNONFIRE, get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to my bookie today and start 2021 off on the right foot. This year, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Promo code CANNONFIRE, and they'll get you rolling. 50% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Promo code CANNONFIRE, mybookie.com. Let's talk about the offense. The time has come. We went over the doom and gloom. I, I tried to bring up some encouraging stats, and you shot them down, but it's okay. I'm, I'm used to it, I guess. So for the offense, I almost want to say that the game plan is simple here, but I think something that I need to see more than anything else, let Tom Brady take the reins when he needs to. Based off of the game last week, I really like Byron Leftwich's game plan against Washington. It felt balanced. Tom was rolling at the right times. What do you think is the biggest key for the offense against New Orleans Sunday night? Well, did you see the um did you watch the the mic'd up? Uh, with Tom Brady? Yeah. 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 You're hot, baby. That was, that was You're hot. pretty good. You're hot. Yeah. Dude, I, I just I, I envy 
the Buccaneer video editors who have that source footage and are just sitting there listening to Tom Brady casually drop f bombs and s yeah yeah and and yeah like yeah like he's mic'd up for the entire game like it's not like like they have to edit that like, I would have loved to hear him mic'd up footage? yelling at Cam Braid or whoever yeah. he was yelling at at the end get 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 the f back here yeah oh my god <laughs> <clears throat> that'd be classic dude I would just I yeah just Buccaneers if you're listening to this I know you aren't but if you are. Just, just send me the footage. Like I, I don't. I'm not gonna do nothing with it. I promise I won't. If you send it to it. me, I'll probably upload it to the YouTube channel and then. Now, we'll uh, get... Don't, don't listen to it, Rhett. I, if you, if you send it to me, because you know he won't big send time it to break. me. Don't worry. I, I, I won't. I, I won't post anywhere. But yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome, dude. Like, that'd be awesome. And you know, yeah, there's like so much stuff that they're like, yeah, we can't even edit this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just gotta scrap this. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's calling this dude a, you know what, and this dude a, you know what. Yeah. Um, I wish he was mic'd up for that Chicago game, though. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> that's that's the one that I wish he was mic'd up for. But anyways, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I agree. You know, you, you signed Tom Brady for this game. You signed Tom Brady. You brought him here to win this game. He is the greatest playoff performer in the history of the NFL. He's won six Super Bowls for a reason. You sign. I. I mean, I, and I said it before the Sunday night game. I said you signed Tom Brady to win this game. They got blown out, right? But playoffs, a chance to go to the NFC title game. This is why you bring him in. I think the Buccaneers might have made the playoffs with James Winston. They might not have won a game. Maybe they do. They might have been if 10 they had, six. If they have, if they have James, I mean, that's still probably making playoffs. Oh yeah. You know, if they if they have Jameis Winston, are they winning this game? I don't know. Probably not. But the reason you bring in Tom, at least they didn't believe so, is the reason you you dump you know your quarterback who's twenty six years old for a forty three year old for only a two year deal is to win this game. Now I understand this is not the NFC Championship game. This is not the Super Bowl. That's down the line. You got to get past this one first, right? You lose this game. Who cares about the NFC Championship game and Super Bowl? Because you ain't participating in it. So, just like we talked about, it's just like getting over the hump with Philly. New Orleans is the hump. This is why you signed Tom Brady. And I know that that wasn't the question. But that was just, you know, my sort of spiel there. That you signed Tom Brady. You traded for Rob Gronkowski for these moments. You signed Antonio Brown for these moments. You went out. You traded up. I was, it was just one spot, but you trade it up to secure your right tackle, you know, to protect Tom Brady so you could have the best team possible. And it's time to show up. You know, it is. It's, you know, it, it this is on, this is on Tom Brady. It, it, it's whether, you know, you don't want to put it on him or not. It's on the quarterback. The quarterback is the most important position in football and he is the best you know, of all time, not the best in the league right now. I'm, I'll say that. That's that's Patrick Mahomes, whatever. Um, but he is the, he is the best of all time, at the most important position of all time, and that's why you bring him in to win this game. The the, the storyline's right itself. You know, it, it really does. So, I, I think yeah, you do put the ball in Tom Brady's hands. I know the Saints have a balanced defense, right? Like, there's not like oh, they're you know sixth against the pass, but they're 20th against the run. Like, no, like they're, they're balanced. I think they're like fifth or sixth against both. <laughs> like, um, so 
they're a good defense, but Tom Brady just beat a good defense. This offense is is humming right now, and they need to have their best game of the season on Sunday, or else they're going home. Um, so that was just my my little spiel there. Tom Brady put the ball in his hands. Ronald Jones, if he's back, great, but that it needs to rely on Tom Brady. No, I am not saying throw the ball fifty five times, but you need in the pressure moments, just like you said, when you need to, when you need a first down. Put the ball in 12's hands. That's why you bring him here. That's exactly why you bring him here. And, and every point that you said hit the nail on the head. I'm not going to repeat any of them, but it's exactly why you bring a guy like Tom Brady here for the chance to play in the NFC Championship I mean, game. He, he's I mean, gonna... mo- most of the time, most of the time, that's why you bring anybody. That's why they drafted James Winston. Yeah, to be fair. They drafted, they drafted James Winston for these moments to win this game. You draft a quarterback number one overall to win this game. Right. Obviously, Winston wasn't able to do it. It happens, you know, like it, what, it, whatever stuff happens. But, you know, unless you're a team that when you make a bold move like that, what's the, the two boldest moves that you can do? You can either draft a quarterback and number one overall, or you can sign the best free agent quarterback out there. Who's not like, a, you know, let's say the best free agent quarterback is like Andy Dalton. No, this is like this is the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. That's the two boldest moves you can do. They've done both. One of them didn't work out, and now one of them we'll see. But that's why they did it. They're they're in a chase for a ring, and that's why you bring Tom Brady. I want to ask you a question about Rob Gronkowski. While we mentioned playoff Gronk, uh, playoff Gronk in Tampa Bay has one target. He was a blocking tight end, to say the least, against Washington last week. And I'd say he did a pretty damn good job. But do you think it's going to be another week like that for Gronk, especially with Aaron Stinney kind of filling in at that right guard spot? Um, well, yeah, you can only help a guard out so much. So it's different right. a little bit than how helping out a tackle. I just meant for the, so, you know, for the whole stability of the entire offensive line. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure I having definitely... an extra chip blocker like Gronk is going to do them some favors. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that um... – you know, uh, it, it would be smart, I think, because what have the Saints done in the matchups with the Bucks against this, you know this year? They've dominated in the trenches, right? So any help you can get against that is is fine. Rob Gronkowski is not really showing up against the Saints. The Saints have Malcolm Jenkins and some pretty good linebackers. Malcolm Jenkins was known in Philly and especially in in, in New Orleans. Yes, he's older. He's not the same player he used to be. Um, but when he was in New Orleans the first time and in Philly, he was known as basically a tight end eliminator. And, like, your tight end's out of the game plan because Malcolm Jenkins has got him. So, yeah, I don't know if, if Malcolm Jenkins uh, – Malcolm Jenkins. Rob Gronkowski is going to be a huge factor in the passing game. But his presence is felt. I, I still think he's going to be a big part of the game plan, but maybe not necessarily in the spots where the casual fans will see it. Now, I want to go over something that we had talked about a lot before the Week 9 matchup, and that was obviously Antonio Brown. I basically just want to reiterate my statements from Week 9. If Antonio Brown is open this week, I think he's going to have a huge day. The Saints defense has never faced this unit with a fully utilized Antonio Brown in the lineup. If Marshawn Lattimore is going to give Mike Evans fits, it's okay because they're going to Antonio Brown had what? what, three days of practice, four days of practice before facing that Saints team? Exactly, and I think it was unfair for a lot of people, including myself, to just kind of expect him to lead. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, stop (laughs) it. It was a back-and-forth decision that week. I remember feeling a lot of pressure, and I said, hey, let's try and come up with something uh, polarizing, and and that's what the take was that week. So so give me a break. I wasn't necessarily saying you. It's just 
No, I, I think I, every, I everybody. I, I kept hearing everybody's lock was, "Oh, Antonio Brown scoring a touchdown." Well, the Bucks as a team didn't even score a touchdown. So, yeah. But yeah, do do you think a healthy dose of Antonio Brown is on the menu this week? Uh, it could be because I mean. They just the Saints. I, I understand. I said Mike Evans needs to step up against Marshawn Lattimore. Like he does, right? You can't deny it. Nobody listening to this podcast can't deny it. And you know, like he needs what he had. We have one catch. He had one catch against New Orleans in Week One. Like you need to be better than that. You need, you know, um, you just you have to be better. And um, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin had a decent day against the Saints. Um, actually, what was that? That was the game week one. Yeah, he got put in concussion protocol. That's right. Um, so he got he got that hit. But he played uh, week nine against the Saints. It was after he had a splint in his finger, though. So um, still not 100% healthy. And then you're playing, obviously, Antonio Brown, who the Saints, like you said, have not really seen, I don't think, in this Bucks offense. Like, yeah, they saw him physically there, but, like, was he really a huge part? I know, you know, everybody says, oh, Tom Brady just forced the ball to A.B. in that game. A.B. was, like, fourth on the team in targets. So um, let's not start that. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, they haven't seen a Bucks offense with Antonio Brown clicking like this, this one is. And um, I mean, week nine, they were pretty close, I think, to, to chemistry-wise with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But there was, the chemistry wasn't there with Antonio Brown still. And I think the chemistry is there with really everybody now. It's going to come down to how his offensive line plays. If the offensive line can give Brady time, I think he's going to be able to get the ball to Antonio Brown on those quick screens and the, the quick slants. Um you know, and Mike Evans maybe. And because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are obviously going to attract a lot of attention. And the Saints' weakness is really their cornerbacks. Like, Marshawn Lattimore's good. Jonas Jenkins is eh. And they don't really have much of an option for the third guy. So Antonio Brown could be that guy, um, depending on what the Saints throw out there. Antonio Brown might be facing Janoris Jenkins, which I, I like that matchup. And then Chris Godwin may be inside versus a guy like P.J. Williams. So those are the two matchups I think the Bucks need to really take advantage of if they want to be successful. Now, as far as the run game to kind of wrap things up on offense, we haven't talked a lot about it. And mm-hmm. it's because I, I just feel like for the first time this entire season, there really isn't that much to talk about. I, yep. I mean, yeah, you've got Rojo returning from injury, don't, but don't screw up. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't fumble they, the ball. Don't cause any turnovers. They, you know, yeah. Tom Brady can't throw an interception, and they can't fumble the football. But they, the, they they have to play a clean game. The question I wanted to ask is again, I think this game is going to be in Tom's hands more times than not. But mm-hmm. when they go to the run game, because they will. Mm-hmm. If it's Ronald Jones, do you think we see a full game of Ronald Jones, or do you think we see that rotation with Leonard Fournette, maybe a third down back every once in a while? Like, how do you think it plays out with Rojo kind of back in the lineup? Um, I I think you're you're gonna see like a rotation kind of. Um, I think you'll you'll see a. It might all depend on how Jones is feeling. You know, yeah. I don't think the Bucks are gonna go out there and hand the ball off to Ronald Jones twenty times. Um, so. I mean, we'll see what happens, uh, but I I would expect a, a balanced dose uh, of each with, you know, if Jones does go and then maybe you get Shady McCoy mixed in there. I don't think you're going to see Keyshawn Vaughn at all. Um, you know, besides on maybe special teams or something, I personally, I don't think you're going to see Keyshawn Vaughn unless there start to be injuries, guys go down. I don't think you're going to see Vaughn at all. So I think it would be, you know, Jones and Fournette maybe with a little mix of, of Shady McCoy. 
Yeah, seen... Vaughn actually, Vaughn might be inactive for this game. That, if that's McCoy's what I'm thinking too. Play. I think if you're going to be able to dress Rojo, Leonard Fournette, and Shady, Vaughn's probably not going to yeah. dress. But uh, it's for the best because what has he shown us in the playoffs so far? Nothing super great. So uh, we'll have to just kind of wait on the Keyshawn Vaughn project until next year. But ladies and gentlemen, every single week here on the Game Preview Show, we do something called the Weekly Checklist. And what it is, I put together a list of three things the Buccaneers are pretty much going to have to do if they want to come out victorious against the Saints this Sunday and advance to the NFC Championship game. I'm not ever going to get tired of saying that. Oh, man. All right, so here we go. Number one, we uh, we talked about it a little bit at the halfway point of the show, but I'll bring it up again. Win the mental battle. The Saints are going in here, specifically the defense. They have a plan. I guarantee you they are being coached up to try and get somebody ejected. It's almost inevitable at this point. Watch 22. Yeah, I mean, we're. I know we're going to get punches thrown. I know we're going to get a couple of scuffles, but it's going to be up to Tampa Bay to not let it eat them alive. And I think with a guy just like ignore Tom... ignore it, man. I know it's easier said than done, but just ignore it. Well, with a guy like Tom Brady leading the charge and you know talking to guys on the sidelines, I don't think it should be an issue, especially in the playoffs with everything that's at stake. What did he say in that mic'd up? Oh, God, he said it wasn't ne- things. It wasn't necessarily trash-talking-wise, but he said in the huddle, you know, hey, we're doing great in pass protection, but the run game, you, you know, got to get better. better. We know what 99 is trying to do. Yep. You know, he's going to say the same thing just with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and talk like trash talk. You know, we know what 22 is going to try to do. I thought he's going to try uh... to talk to you. And you know, he's going to target. He's going to target Antonio Brown because yeah. he knows that he's the most he's the guy that's most likely going to, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is going to have his hands full enough with Mike Evans. I don't know if he'll need any help over there. Yeah, well, Mike Evans, yeah, Marshall, that's a guaranteed scuffle there. So. It's funny, too, because when you brought up the uh, the Brady mic'd up, my mind immediately went to the inadvertent mic'd up in week one where he said, F you 22, you're a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's definitely- I actually just heard that today. I did not know that yeah. was a thing. Until oh, this, dude. Literally this morning. I remember I hearing it live. That was probably yeah, was, the highlight of Brady mic'd that, up this season. Literally, it wasn't I, even meant to happen. It wasn't even linked up. Really. Just, <laughs> the bikes picked it up. Um, yeah, I did not know that until I this morning. I literally saw that. Oh, man, it is so awesome. It is a clip floating around social media. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go find it. It, it shouldn't be hard to find. It's after up. it's after a if you want to go find the, the broadcast one. It's after the Chris Godwin incompletion where Brady thinks there's pass interference. Oh, Brady was calling. He was pleading his case. Yeah. All right. Number two here on the weekly checklist, you have to make pressure. I don't care how you get it. You're not going to be able to rely on the blitz the entire game. We kind of talked about that. Drew Brees able to pick it apart as quickly as he is. And Tampa Bay giving up a lot of yards when they send it in on the blitz. If it's underneath, if it's the dink and dunk offense. it's blitz, all wasn't do- it, blitz was non-existent on Washington. <laughs> exactly. It was existent as far as them running it, but... If they blitz like that and don't get home, it's going to be a long day for the defense. Listen, in a healthy dose of 45 up the gap is nothing I'm opposed to, but you just have to moderate it, and you have to make sure you can try and bring pressure with four. We've been saying that for weeks, and I know it's kind of a you know a dying cause here, but you have to make pressure some way, somehow. That's the only way you're going to throw Drew Brees off of this game, especially against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Number three, let Tom drive the boat whenever he needs to. We literally just talked about this, so I don't think we have to spend that much more time talking about it. But if Brady tells you he wants to call the plays on that drive, Byron, well, I don't think they have a choice at that point. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, let Brady do what he needs to do when he wants to do it. Evan, is there anything you want to add to the weekly checklist before we get into our score predictions? No, that that sounds like a pretty good one to me. I just, man, I just don't know how they're going to generate pressure in this game because to me, they just can't blitz and I, I have no faith in this four-man pass rush. And why should I, you know? Like, what have they shown? They haven't shown anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Just, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, guess we'll, we'll see. The tone of your response there already gives me an idea to hear your score prediction. Um, you told me way back on Monday that you're not going to say anything at all about your score prediction until this very moment. So with that being said, I'm actually going to give my score prediction before you. Ha ha ha. Very close game. I think this is the game that everybody has wanted Brady versus Breeze to be this season. Week one, it got out of hand right around the third quarter. Week nine, it was out of hand in first four minutes. Yeah, the kickoff. <laughs> um, this is the matchup that people have been wanting to see. This is primetime football. This is Tom Brady versus Drew Breeze for possibly the final time. I think it's a lot of points on the scoreboard because I don't trust the Buccaneers four-man pass rush. And with that being said, my final score. 37 to 34. You already know what it is. Buccaneers come out on top and they advance to the NFC Championship, but that is just my prediction. If you guys have your own predictions, drop them in the comments down below if you're checking us out with video over on YouTube. Now, Evan, my man, the Philly Bucks fan, Mr. Too Legit to Quit himself. Mm. What are you thinking? All right, so here we go with this again, huh? The New Orleans Saints. This is uh man. So Bruce Arians is 0 and four. I just I wish some of the games were just closer, man. You know, like I, I know that like sometimes like yeah, week one, like Brady with his teammates not getting any time to practice and Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, they could basically do it in their sleep. I get it, right? Like week one was kinda eh, but week nine, man. They got the doors blown off of them. And it was just the the worst defensive game plan I've ever seen. Literally. I mean, it was it was awful. And when you can't get pressure with four and you're going to play zone like that, you're it's going to be the same result. If they try to play zone and not get pressure with four, it's going to be the same exact result. The Saints, every time the Saints didn't score quickly in that game. Like It's not like they were driving down the field in two minutes. They were taking six, seven, eight minutes off the clock. And that's what I think maybe the Bucks have to do um, on offense to keep Drew Brees off the field. But, I mean, they, they're a big play offense, so, I mean, I doubt it. Um, so here's the thing. Drew Brees, like you said, likely for the last time, Brees versus Tom Brady. Haven't seen, get this, got to see it much, but it's been a big talking point this year, right? Like, we're talking about it like it's, you know, uh, some some huge – some huge thing like it's happened every year pretty much. Right, you know, some like legendary Bear. matchup that's yeah. gone back and forth over the years. Yeah, like, 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 like Brady versus Manning. We're talking, oh, Brady versus Breeze again. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't something that, that's normal. Um, so with that being said, this game is going to be very difficult. And this will be the toughest game of the year for the Buccaneers. And uh they're in New Orleans. New Orleans, I believe, is going to have fans. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think they are letting in like sixty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought. I thought. Well, I thought it was around three thousand fans. Okay. And then they were letting players' families in, and they were letting some visiting families in. So well done by the Saints there to let some of the visiting 
Leonard's family's in as well. Um, so I think that's it. So that was that's a difference from the week one matchup because there was no fans there. Here we go. Ready? I am ready. Tom Brady is the Buccaneers quarterback and isn't going to lose to Drew Brees three times. 37-34, Buccaneers are going to win. Yes! I was so goddamn nervous. I don't know what it is with you and in, in suspense, especially when I'm expecting it to be something that I don't want to hear. But I am so glad and so relieved to hear that you finally, your heart grew three sizes today, okay? <laughs> I mean, I know that you've picked the Bucks to win before on this show, but in a matchup like this, I was truly expecting you to say that this is where the buck stops. But Red, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking to you that 37-34 was my score from the beginning, and that's exactly your score. Yeah. Like, that was my, when I texted you on Monday, I knew what I was doing. It's, it's a close game. But again, like you said, I think the wild card element is obviously Tom Brady. It's... He's not losing to Drew Brees three times in a row. No way, He's not. man. And no I way. know this is going to get old takes exposed if it happens. But what I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Nobody watches Tom our Brady... show who's going who's gonna to tag us on freezing cold takes. I don't exactly. think so. The, the Buccaneers team in the past might lose to Drew Brees three times in a row. I mean, they already basically have. But not Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not losing to Drew Brees three times in a row. Book it. The Bucks are going to the FC Championship game. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the uh, this week's game preview show on any of our podcast outlets or, of course, checking us out with video over on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button and click that little bell icon as well so you get notified every single time we upload a video do a live call-in show, upload a hype video, whatever the case may be. It is all a lot of great content, and it is the best way to experience the show. Find us on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. It's your best source for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can find my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram with over 25,000 followers and counting. You can also find him on Twitter, where he shows a lot more emotion than he ever does on this damn show. Oh, wow, come on, in- man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, actually, fan pages have 26,000. So, oh. yeah, so thank you guys a lot. We're going to be making a post here, um, maybe maybe before the game, um, about it. It's just been, been Don't kind let of him lie to you. He's been, so. ma- he's been making it on his phone throughout the entire recording of this nah. show. Evan NFL is where you can get at him on Twitter. And last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Well, folks, this is it. This could be the next time we we talk to you. Is that going to be a a review show? It's going to be a review show. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll be a review. um, we, We know that, but... An episode after that is either going to be a preview or it's going to be another review show, and that review show is a season review show. So, all we can do is hold our breath from here until Sunday. Godspeed, and until then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go box. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.